1: All right, folks, welcome to another episode of Porch Talk. This is your host, In and tonight we are in Fett, Alabama. I got a guy, um, he stumbled into my house. It had to have been at least ten years ago, Mr. Kobe Aldridge, and recently bumped into him again in Tuscaloosa while we were watching the Auburn game. And, man, it's good to have you on, brother. What's going on? What's
2: going on, Alan?
3: How you doing, <laughs> man?
1: I'm good, brother. All right, and so wh- one thing I failed to mention is um, – one of our missions tonight is we're going to save country music for everyone but but before we dive off into that man let's talk a little bit about uh auburn and man i, I am excited about seeing what's going to go on next season for auburn football i am too man i
3: i really hope we don't drop more than two games because that's a two-loss schedule like the other night i listened to you guys mm-hmm. podcast and I that's guaranteed two loss, but it depends on which two it's going to be. Yeah. If it's two at the end, we ain't going. Mm-hmm. If it – I don't know. It could go either way, but – I
1: don't know. Yeah, it's – that's a hard schedule. I, I would put that schedule up against any schedule in the country and say it is absolutely the hardest because you play Alabama and Georgia. Thankfully, both of them are at home again. <laughs> yeah. But you have to go to College Station.
3: hmm And who knows what Jimbo Fisher's going to have. No. Yeah, I know. And then you, like, Mississippi State, can't ever tell about them. Mm-hmm. LSU, I mean, Oregon and Dallas, that's going to be crazy. I'm really fired up about that game. Hey, y'all started out with Washington this past season. And I, I caught that game
1: with y'all and, like, y'all didn't know. But, like, I walked in there as a Bama fan. I was like, Auburn going
3: to beat these boys. And I was like, you
1: better stop talking that.
3: <laughs> yeah, we, we <laughs> don't like to hear that. We uh we use a little, little nervous about every game. It's always <laughs> clinch fest when we play. <laughs> Never know it, what's gonna happen. It
1: really is. It could be uh LA
3: Monroe or Oh yeah. Florida State, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You beat Washington and beat lose to Tennessee. How oh, yeah. that happens. <laughs> yeah. Well Tennessee's on the come up too. Mm. Mm-hmm. They are. And I mean right now it was
1: you had the Big Twelve Challenge this past weekend where uh I think it was Auburn did they get in that? It was just six teams. Uh, Bama was in it. They lost to Baylor, and then Tennessee got the win, and South oh, Carolina yeah, about, got the win. You're talking about yeah,
3: basketball, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I know Auburn has struggled. We were talking about that earlier. Yeah. But who knows? I, I was talking to one guy who keeps up with it more than me at the gym. He was saying that uh, – he said, yeah, I was watching him. Sitting he said, Bruce Pearl, you know, he's usually real, you know – Animated mm-hmm. by what he does, he acts like he ain't even that worried about it. Like he got something up his sleeve. I said, "Well, I don't know. Other than maybe trying to hold back, if you do that too much, you won't get in." Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know.
1: I don't, and that's been the kind of the thing about Auburn. And like we can jump back to football. I don't know if I jumped off that too quick, but over the past few years, man, Auburn has been so electric. The fan base, like playing at uh, Jordan Hare. Is a nightmare. Like last last season, I would say that's why you beat Georgia. That's why you
3: beat Alabama. Mm -hmm. You played them at home. It helps. It definitely helps. It's no Death Valley, but it helps. Yeah. (laughs) Unless I guess unless Alabama's playing in Death Valley.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) Which I mean, like traditionally, (laughs) if you look like a traditional iron bow, Auburn would typically beat Alabama and Tuscaloosa, and vice versa. But like over the past few seasons, Jordan Harris has been a mother. Yeah. For it. Anyone look at Georgia uh, last season, and then you look at the basketball. Man, I, I want to go to an Auburn basketball game because it looks like man, they are fired up.
3: I know we. I've a, I got to look another night at work t- trying to find tickets just to see. Like I said, well, let's see when Auburn plays Alabama because that's my best shot. At, you know, Tuscaloosa or mm-hmm. something. And it was on. It was on like a Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. I said, man. And then, and then the one at Auburn when they play is on a Saturday night. I said, God, it'd be lit. <laughs> it would be, man. That's just so far. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a haul. All
1: right, folks, and there's just a little taste of sports. We, uh, we didn't want to just do specifically music, but we're, we're on a mission tonight. Mm-hmm. We're going to save country music. <laughs> <laughs> right here in God's country. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Right here in the great state of Alabama. <laughs> That's right. Years and years and years ago with Waylon – Willie and I don't wanna leave anybody out here. Well,
3: I mean we'll, we can talk about Murrow. we can talk about old Christopherson, you know, the actor, but we mm-hmm. all know you know, people I guess know him as a musician. Cash. I like these guys. I don't love these guys, but I but I but I do I do like them. I guess I was more Waylon and Kind of more Merle now Just I guess because a lot of people I listen to now Are covering songs he did mm-hmm. That I didn't know where he is mm-hmm. Merle was a bad dude mm-hmm. That's like when I got to sit down
1: With Sam Lewis He's he's Americana but I didn't know like one of my favorite songs I found him on YouTube doing It was a Willie Nelson song mm-hmm. and was, I I listened to the Willie Nelson song And I, I prefer Sam's cover What song is it?
3: Um, Signs of the Preacher? Or... Oh, man. Let me tell you about that song. I had never heard that song in my life till the show Preacher on AMC come on. And that come on like at the beginning. And I said, this is amazing. I, I knew it was Willie. I mean, you could tell his voice right yeah. off the bat. So I looked it up and I got it. And it's on the Red-Headed Stranger album, which mm-hmm. is a great album. And I just felt like... That may be my favorite Willie Nelson song. Like I, I love that song. Mine may be... um
1: that Chris Stapleton cover on his latest album that he done, um Last Thing I Need, the First Thing This Morning.
3: That's a good one
1: too. And so like that's that's the thing about like Willie is like I grew up with those guys with my father. You know, he he was a huge Merle Haggard fan and like when you're growing up and this is kinda getting into what we're gonna get into is like you kinda stuck with what your parents were listening to. Mm-hmm. For better
3: or worse. Oh yeah. A C D C was my my guilty one. <laughs> <laughs> all day would would bump it was acdc and
1: yeah and so you either get really sick of hearing it or and which was kind of where i was at and then like when you start hearing it again it's kind of that ain't so bad Mm -hmm. my old man wasn't that dumb after all oh no
3: yeah i think for me growing up as a kid like 90s country well, that's what was going on. You know, mm-hmm. it was the nineties country, and I loved it, man. Tracy Lawrence, Tr- Tracy Byrd, Alan Jackson, mm-hmm. Garth. I mean, George. I could go on, and I just lived and breathed that. And then I got older, got in high school, and it was nothing but rap. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Three Six Mafia, Bone Thugs. <laughs> Shout out to Jeremy Cobb on that one because <laughs> I loved it, man. There you go, Cobb. <laughs> yeah, and. Yeah, and I I couldn't figure out why I loved it because I mean I wasn't killing people and selling drugs, but I really liked it. And that's what all I did. I'd say till twenty, twenty-one, got into rock a little more, like uh, European Sevenfold. Oh, you went metal. You know, Metallica was always there, but never really stable. Dove deep in you know anything besides the Black Album. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then I guess about twenty-four. I heard Drive By Truckers for the first time, and man, it blew me away. And then I found out they were from the—I don't want to, you know, say the wrong thing—but they're around the Florence area, mm-hmm. muscle shows, right. you know, and just the storytelling about the—I the, mean, one album's called "The Dirty South." I mean, that's what it is, right? And it, it just blew me away. And Jason Isbell's from, you know, that that unit, and mm-hmm. he's a powerhouse right now. <sighs> He's a powerhouse, king of Americana, man. He's doing things. And then I guess I, after that, got into, somehow stumbled on some red dirt country. I, I think my buddy Will got me into that, and that was like cross-canadian. He's a huge guy. He is a huge mumper guy. <laughs> <laughs> Loves him. He's going in like... April, I think they're coming to the BJCC. He's going that's so wild, their arena. I, didn't, I thought they would be too big for Alabama. You know what yeah. I mean? Which I saw – well, Will did too. We, we saw them at Oak Mountain. I guess that's been – let's see, Sasha was pregnant with our first child. About 2013, 2012, okay. something like that. Or no, that was Kings Leon. I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. It's still a cool story.
3: <laughs> yeah. Kings Leon? Yeah. That's another arena type. Yeah, it was, but Mumford man they, they was awesome there and we actually saw them in Memphis in May back in 2011 and they weren't even headlining I think they had just the first album out okay so they was coming on before the headline yeah that was the cave and and it was that. raining you couldn't beat it <laughs> yeah I wouldn't
1: ask for nothing else oh man dude this, I've, I've talked about it on several episodes this last Memphis in May I had never been to a Memphis in May to where it was perfect because the first time I went, I went unprepared. I didn't bring rain boots. I didn't know it was nicknamed Mudfest. Rains every time I've been. It didn't rain that time, dude. This light, it didn't rain. Oh, really? Like the, they, it called for rain. It was like a 30% chance. And like we looked outside before we left the room. And I was like, I'm wearing my rain gear. And Sid was like, it's hot. And it don't, 30%, Alan. I was like, it's Memphis and it's May. Yeah. It has to rain. It has to. And it sprinkled, and I, you know, I got hot, and it might as well have rained on me, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was ready. But man, that, that's the thing—is like, man, some of my favorite memories. I was, you know, half calf deep in mud and beer and whatever else on the ground. Oh yeah, and just rocking out.
3: I remember. I, I think it was the second time we went. It was like thir- thirteen or fourteen was the year, and uh, Motorhead was supposed to be there. Oh man. But something that was I guess right before Lemmy started getting real sick mm. and they they cancelled. So the replacement was anthrax. <laughs> I mean, I was like, okay. Yeah. I mean, we just traded one for <laughs> yeah. another, you yeah. know, in my look, opinion. What a trade. Yeah. <laughs> and uh yeah, I remember it just being so muddy. <laughs> I remember that bass player he said he said, I thought y'all were supposed to be the Memphis Grizzlies. He said, Y'all look like the Memphis Pussycats <laughs> I was like oh, oh man he hard on you he was hard but man they played it like three Yeah, <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean it's hot Yeah, it rained and it stopped so it got real hot yeah extremely humid yeah rough that's
1: the thing about it man like some of them festivals it was the second time I had went three doors down was about was supposed to close the show and it was so funny it was Sunday night the last show was an hour behind it was you know it was supposed mm-hmm. to be Three doors down. Now, I wasn't particularly crazy. I've never been like particularly crazy about three doors down. No, but, you know they they were familiar. You know, kind of well, close. They're from yeah. They're from Mississippi. Mississippi. Yeah. Uh, I think one of the cats comes from West Point. Yeah, I think so. But um, I was like, it'd be cool. I, I'd like to see Crypt tonight, You know, mm-hmm. that'd be all right. The airplane had problems. The bus they got on the travel had problems, and <laughs> I was like, it ain't meant to be. Mm-hmm. Let's go home. Let's go ahead and beat traffic. Yeah. But, I mean, it's, it's like you're saying, man. It's like you're out there, and uh, Memphis and May, man, they have had so many good shows over oh, the years. Man. And I remember standing in the pouring rain and
3: seeing some of these bands. Oh, yeah. And man, it was a blast. And I remember standing there and not seeing some of these bands. Like, uh, I think it was either like that Saturday. Refusing to come or... out. Yeah. And it was Drowning pole. Yeah. I mean, you're called Drowning pole. Yeah, and Come you on, won't give play? it to me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm drowning out here. Yeah, I was like, man, that's that was a letdown. I mean, I'm not like kind of like three doors down. I'm not crazy about them, but hey, I'm here. Yeah. I'd love to see you. Yeah, I know your music. Yeah. I'm already here. Yeah, I'll tell you this: like with like '90s country to kind of
1: go back to it, Alan Jackson and all those cats definitely grew up on that. Didn't mind it at all. I still love to hear it today, but there was a shift somewhere. Like when I hit my teenage years, and then definitely saw it in my twenties tour. Y'all sounded a
3: lot like the same. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Matter of fact, y'all sound exactly <clears throat> the same. Yeah, I'm gonna say about I don't know early two thousands. It was some of it was tolerable. <laughs> And then about, guess I'm like, to say, because I graduated in 06, around that time, I mean, it, it just started getting out of control. Mm-hmm. I mean, you had a few artists, kind of like you do now, I mean, that are yeah. still amazing in the mainstream, but most of them aren't. Yeah. They're terrible. Yeah. It's just commercial. It is. That 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 clap beat, whatever it is. It is, yeah. Same crap. Yeah,
1: I, yeah. like I said, I, I think you were the one that I'd give you full credit for. It was, there's a particular... That the drum does and then it's that clap beat. And that is the day that country music died on the radio.
3: <laughs> yes. But there granted there's this radio station out in Vernon. Oh 1065 the ride coming at you live. Beaverton. <laughs> Detroit
2: <Wright> and Eldridge. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. That's, <laughs>
3: they do it bigs out there, man. Yes. They don't have a bad radio show. No. They'll I, play they'll play the real deal, I love that, man. I get off work in the morning, and it's either gonna be that or one oh one seven you know yeah. alternative, yeah, i
1: catch monk in the mornings, man,
3: yeah, and man they always gotta they always got a class i'll be I'll be leaving Dow. I'll be hearing some bubba shot the jukebox, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, you just you ain't gonna hear that nowhere else no you, there's nowhere else in the world to find it, And if no. you can't, and I doubt they have an app guys, so I mean, I just
1: hate you're gonna you're gonna miss one oh six five unless you're local,
3: yeah. That's
1: about Cause they throw down good stuff on there. Country music died to me, and I severely hated country music with a passion. And it got it got awful, man. It got to a place where if I went out to the establishment, a restaurant, or whatever, and they were playing country, I was rolling my eyes. I was like, "Are we okay with this?" Because like I know, like a lot of you go to a, I work retail, like a, we have radio stations, and like as soon as they Show me where the radio was. Like when I walked into work, that would be the first thing I did, if I didn't like what was on. Right.
3: I don't want to bring up people that are terrible at Nashville, you know, music wise. Oh yeah, I'm not. I don't want to throw them down because I I, they ain't worth mentioning in my opinion. Yeah. Let's talk about some good artists. Yeah. Yeah. That that are out. You got. I mean, let's see. You got Cody Jinks, Tyler Childers, Whitey Morgan. I mean those those are those are three of your big dogs in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Sturgill Simpson. I don't know if you call him country. He's just all over the place. I'm waiting on that '80s uh, bluegrass album coming out. So, <laughs> you know he's one of the only
1: he's one of the only people I know that <clears throat> cut a Nirvana cover and didn't get sued. Really? And, I, got, and got away with it. I didn't even think about it. You know he did, he that. did. In I just thought yeah
3: yeah. You, yeah. you, you don't see that no. People don't do Nirvana covers and cut it. That is true. I I guess I just thought, well, it's Sturgill. So I
2: mean, <laughs> I like get, how, how he didn't get
3: invited to the CMAs and he went and played outside. Man, I know I read an article on uh shout out to Saving Country Music, also where I find most of these these artists. But yeah, that article it uh, it, it said he stood outside the CMAs and out of the wards and was just, he had his uh, he had his, <laughs> his guitar case open. And he had his Grammy, or his, uh, yeah, his Grammy sitting in there. <laughs> yeah. Because, uh, you know, he won, like, Best Country album at the Grammys. Yeah. But then you don't even get invited to the CMAs. I mean, that's that's odd. Well, I mean, it's not odd now. No. But, but, yeah, and it said, like, a, a guy in, like, a suit and tie come by, young guy. I mean, he knew who he was yeah. and, and just geeked out on him, you know? Yeah. <laughs> just stood yeah. there for, like, 30 minutes watching. Just listening, yeah. It was cool reading about it. Yeah, that was the thing. It was like a guy won a Grammy. And, like,
1: by the way, Margot Price. Oh, yeah. While we're at it. And Grammy's coming up this year. Margot Price, man, she's been nominated for the Grammys for uh, Best New Artist this year. Along with
3: Luke Combs. Yeah, Luke Combs. Sasha was just telling me about a, about a friend going to that. Or was going to go or something. But I, w- I won't hate on Luke too bad. I, I won't either. Like, that, that
1: song that he wrote about going to the gas station and buying the raffle ticket
3: when it rains it pours? Yeah. You know, that song's I. Right. Yeah, that ain't bad. That ain't bad. He's got a few that's not bad. But, yeah, talking about Margo, I was reading that article on uh, Saving Country Music talking about her playing at the Ryman and Tyler Childers was mm-hmm. opening up for her and Childers, or uh, Sturgill, come out as his lead guitar player. <laughs> Man. How epic would that have been? Yeah. To be there. Yeah. And just, and acting like, you know, it was just a, another day at the office. Yeah. You know, this is, this is who I'm with. It, you know, like, yeah, right. But it would be yeah. cool.
1: Cool to see that. Sturgill and Shudder's on the stage together. Yeah. Legends. Legends in the making. hmm That's the thing about, like, Margo, man. I, um, I don't remember if I already said it, but, like, Nashville didn't want her.
3: No. Nah. No, nah, I think, I think she's a little liberal, too. Yeah. So yeah, she's off the table. But. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but but I like I like Margo. I've got that first album. I like it mm-hmm. a lot. I haven't really dove into that second one yet. But yeah, I've got the first one too. I haven't
1: checked out the second one myself. But I'm glad Jack White picked her up. Yeah, the Third Man Records thing. Mm-hmm. That's what's crazy about the Blue Men. I, I think we've talked about it in the past. But like when you go to the Blue Room in Third Man Records, they record it straight to vinyl.
0: You know, it's yeah. like
1: boom. Boom! You're done. Yeah, yeah, that is cool, man. And so, like, I I can't wait to like get a, get my hands on some third man records and like come <clears> home <throat> to the vinyl player and just speaking. And of see.
3: Speaking of Jack, I saw where the Racketeers were had two new singles drop. Mm-hmm. And, and that was always bangers. that was always my I ain't gonna say I liked them better than White Stripes, but I always liked them better than the Dead Weather myself. But yeah, I, I like the other guy that sings with them that Brandon. I can't remember his last name, but he's good, I know good what you're talking
1: too. about. Yeah, after The White Stripes, like, I always preferred Rack and over Dead Weather. I'm yeah. not saying I don't like the Dead Weather. Yeah,
3: I'm like you. I, I've got there's you know, their albums, too. I, I like Dead Weather, but Rack and Tears is just, it's just more of my alley, I guess. Mm-hmm. When they did uh, that second album, Carolina Drama. Oh, yeah. That's great.
1: I mean, but the first one was a burner with Steady As She Goes and issues. Uh, Hands and Blue Veins
3: uh-huh. and... Yeah, Jack good. Jack, keeping it up. Mm-hmm. Keeping
1: on going. Off-country music, just for a second. And just going off into some of the latest interests. Rainbow Kitten Surprise. Amazing. <laughs>
3: Amazing live.
1: You know, when I went and saw Portugal, the man in uh, Birmingham, I saw him in Avondale Brewery last year. Um, I don't remember when it was. I want to say it was right before fall
3: broke. But,
1: <clears throat> yeah. yeah, It had to have been around... August, but anyway, I was talking to some people who had went to the um sloth sloth Fest. Fest yeah or rainbow they didn't even play, yeah, I know man and 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 they were the
3: only reason I was gonna go Jason Isbell and others, but yeah, I you know no, we was like we was talking about getting the two or the one day ticket like that Sunday, and it was um uh, I think Isbell was playing the the other night, mm-hmm. but it was like Kitten's prize, Brent Cobb. Nikki Lane, who is kind of similar to Margo Price a little mm-hmm. bit. She's also good. And I think there was one more once. I can't remember who it was. But, yeah, we, was, we, we almost, you know, punched the ticket. But we we decided not to. And hearing you, you know, tell me about the, the guy who said he didn't get to see none of them, I'm glad I didn't now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and
1: that was the thing, because, like, we were sitting there, because there was a rain delay on Portugal Demand at night. Like, Avondale, they were doing the outside venue that night. And we waited an hour and a half, two hours. And so, what are you going to do with that time? You're going to talk to somebody. Yeah. And I overheard somebody behind me. They were talking about the slaw furnace. And I turned around. And I was like, hey, you know, a lot of my, you know, upcoming favorite singers and songwriters and bands were there. Did y'all get to catch Rainbow Kitten Surprise? And he was like, no, no. They didn't They didn't play. It got rained out. And I was like, glad I didn't go. Yeah. <laughs> but you called them. Yeah. So what was that
3: like? <laughs> and I think and I think Margot was there. Was she not? Was she not at the slaws? She may have been. I th- I, I don't, don't know if I was on Margot yet though. I want to say she was. All right, back to Rainbow. Just saw him about a week ago. Amazing. I mean, elbow to elbow in there. We. Where'd you catch him at Iron City? And I've been there two or three times before this, and I always got you know down by the stage. And man, it. You, we got there a little late, and I think the opening band was just just finishing up, and it was just it was packed. It just kind of went to the side, you know, yeah. just stayed on the rail, and uh, it, it it was it was epic, man. They was great. I got I got laughing because you know the um, I think it's the bass player, um, you know, was gay, and I thought little lead singer is too. Yeah, but, yeah, two of them are gay. But the bass player really likes to show it off. Mm-hmm. And uh, I showed, I videoed uh, some of the songs, and I showed a buddy at work, and he said, "Oh, I didn't know there was a chick in that band." That's <laughs> true. Oh, that is a chick, that's dude. A guy. Yeah, he's yeah. just a little flamboyant. Yeah, he he likes to flaunt it. <laughs> and then, but man, they they was just high energy, just you know, sounded. That, that's my big thing. I want it to sound, sound like, like it the was on the record, and you don't get that with a lot of no, bands. No, you not and and they was on point. I mean, couldn't ask for a better show. I mean, just from like some of the little clips and videos that you showed me before we started recording, man, it sounded just tit for tat. Oh yeah. Oh he 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 took his shirt off like on the last two songs. and just got fired up, started yeah. dancing around, you know. Might as well. It's, oh yeah.
1: And so we were talking earlier, and just just to give you all an idea, man, like I don't I don't know if you've ever heard of Rainbow Kid surprise that that might have been like you're talking about some kind of a drug trip you had <laughs> yeah. but but no this, this is a band and like they had been around for some time and when I caught them they were already working on their third album and so like my concern with seeing them was are they gonna play like the first two albums that I know or are
3: they gonna play the new stuff that I'm not real familiar with but you said that they did a good job of kind of mixing it yeah they mixed it up real well I I would say they, they did play a lot off the third album but you got your feel you know from the first and second one yeah cause I, I would wanna see you know like Devil like me and oh yeah they did cocaine Jesus off the second one you yeah know. run run man run, run I think was the the last song they played and they they went off on that it. song was dope yeah very good
1: and so just talking about other shows you checked out Yellowstone
3: yes I checked it out I don't even know why I mean I watched I watched a few shows I guess I like Kevin Costner so you know thought it'd be cool checked it out and. The music they played on there, man, was just, I was like, man, these are my bands. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, Whiskey Myers was on there. I think Whitey Morgan, they play a song by his every time the the hands are at their, at the little bunkhouse or whatever. They got Whitey Morgan blaring in the background every time. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, Ryan Bingham, who is, he's probably one of my favorite artists, I guess, Country Americana guy. He's actually on the show. So that was real cool. He's he's the one that the the one guy picks up at the jail, picks him up to uh, I can't remember his name. I can't either dude. But he, he picks him up, you know, he's gonna go work work, you know, work at Yellowstone or whatever. And uh that guy I saw him at Blue Canoe in Tupelo. Oh, here we go. I guess, man, that was probably between 2011 and 12 somewhere around there and it was amazing and i i, I mean just incredible and the opener was the wild feathers who is another great americana band got a tom petty feel really to me and that's, that's something that's kind of been me, missing you know. right yeah and they got three singers so i mean you don't get tired of the same one either, you know so yeah and Tom Petty was never the greatest singer. Yeah,
2: that, mm-hmm. that
1: that was one of the things about like Tom Petty was, um, I had a band while we were in uh, Mobile, lived down there six years, and like the last year I lived down there, I had a band called The General Specific. It was me and another guy, just two piece, and uh, the other guy sang, and I would just do like backup vocals. It was mm-hmm. just two guitars, two guys, and like one of the most off-putting comments that he had from like someone in the crowd. Like we we stepped off for a break just to have intermission and kind of mingle. Yeah. And, like, this one person walked up and said, you sound a lot like Tom Petty. (laughs) And I looked over there at him, and I was like, wow.
3: Yeah, like, wow. I'll be back. (laughs) Hell hell of a songwriter. Hell of a songwriter, but, you know, not the greatest voice. Most people I listen to can't sing worth a crap anyway, but, but they can write a song, man. Yeah. And that's what matters. And Tom... Man, the Steelwoods cover uh, a Tom Petty song on their new album, uh, Southern Accents. I'd never even heard that song. I never heard it either. And he just he comes out, you know, blaring those first lyrics, and I'm like, "This is a cover," because cause I knew the, the album's pretty cover heavy. Yeah, uh, they cover Merle, uh, Townsman's Aunt. I mean, a bunch of guys. Black Sabbath. I mean, they got a variety of who they cover. (laughs) They ain't scared. No, they ain't scared at all. And the dude can wail. I mean, he can sing. Reminds me, kind of like Stapleton. A little different voice, but just, you know, same range. But, Mm -hmm. yeah, I I never heard that song. And my buddy said it was a cover by Tom Petty. And I said, I got to check that out. (laughs) Yeah. I said, dang, this sucks (laughs) when I heard heard Tom Petty sing it. And nothing gets... You know, Tom Nothing Tom, yeah. No, he's a man. But the dude could write a song for sure.
1: Yeah. And so just, just some of the just to go back to what
3: you were talking about with uh, catching at uh oh, Blue yeah. Canoe and all Oh that. man, yeah, catching Ryan Bingham. And then I saw him again with Lucero <laughs> and uh oh yeah, that that was crazy. And I What and, Lucero
1: did you catch?
3: And uh let's see, I caught like Went, like where were they at as far as album wise? Yeah, album wise. Cause I mean, at,
1: their at, their, yeah. their their sound has developed so much over time.
3: I think it was uh, the I won't say this was around 2012. They just dropped that uh, "Women in Work," I think it was, or something like that. Okay, okay. Only about three albums ago. Yeah. And I love Lucero, but you know Ryan Bingham's—he's kind of at the top, so right. And then Ryan Bingham opened for him. That that blew me away too. I I, I was I was kind of mad at first. But then when I saw Lucero, I mean, yeah. you know, I get it. Yeah. I mean, everybody's singing. It's, everybody's having a good time. We was all having a good time. There's only been like a couple of shows I've been to where the opener was better
1: than the actual show. Like, I went and called at the amphitheater in Tuscaloosa, and this is just my opinion. Like, everybody else who was there probably disagree, but, like, I'm a huge Band of Horses fan. Mm-hmm. They opened for the Avett Brothers, and I could have left after the opener yeah like nothing against David Brothers I love avid Brothers mm-hmm. but they
3: was at it, in may it should have been yeah, and vice versa you know what I'm saying yeah uh-huh yeah I've been to v- very few shows like that but I have seen that before I've seen Band of horses too at uh, voodoo Fest in New Orleans they're good did they have the projector behind them yeah they oh, always yeah. have that man yeah they was good that that was a good year I think that was voodoo fest was like 2011 I saw Soundgarden, racketeers. I mean, TV on the radio. Ooh. Yeah, it was it was tight. Was they playing Wolf Mastodon? Like Me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, they played Wolf Like Me, dude. I, TV on the radio.
1: That that's one of those. That's another one of these bands. Like they don't get radio play, man. No.
3: It's no. like when someone says they know TV on the radio. I'm like, you do? <laughs> How? Yeah, yeah. That's that that's one. I guess Cobb introduced me to them too, because I I, I would have never heard of them. Man. All right, so. After Truckers, you
1: mentioned the Red Dirt. Just kind of go back on that, man. Like, just for those out there that are not
3: familiar with the genre, what is Red Dirt? Red Dirt Country, man. I, I, I don't – I say it started – I guess you could say like Ray Wiley Hubbard and them started it. But uh, <laughs> if you've seen the Eric Church video, he's the old guy that comes in while he's making – breakfast for his family and stuff and gonna sell him I think they're gonna like make some vinyls or something yeah. but that that's that's the man that's the legend and then it kind of evolved into some younger guys Jason Bolin and the Stragglers and then you got Cross Canadian Ragweed mm-hmm. you know they had they had a big break at one point in about 2004 2005 yeah. got on CMT but Bolin man he I was more of a Jason Bolin guy we we went I, I want to say my buddy he was playing at UAB uh, his freshman year so it have been like 06 in the fall and we caught me and another friend we caught Jason Bowen at Zydeco in Birmingham Jeez. and that was epic because I, I don't know of another time the guy's been to Birmingham right since then so yeah. I mean it was looking back on it now I'm so it's glad big, I went it's kind of a big yeah it's a big deal and then got into like Randy Rogers band and and then Cross Canadian saw them in uh, in Tuscaloosa one night, and it was kind of a letdown, man. It was it was like on a Tuesday night yeah. at Jupiter, Cody, Canada. Mm-hmm. He was he, the front guy. He was not happy to be there with the minimal crowd. I mean, we tried to give him all we could, but yeah. he wasn't as... <laughs> yeah. I called him one time in Starville.
1: Oh, really? That was uh, you might. I can't remember the name of the venue. It's something stage, Center Stage, or. Main stage or Starville? Yeah,
3: I don't even. I it don't may not that. even
1: be called stage, but I just remember it was like you walk into this venue, dude. You walk through the door and it's literally like just a hall with a stage at the end, and it was elbow to elbow. And we got there late, like they had already started playing. And I remember just walking in there, and it was just elbow to elbow.
2: Do deep.
1: Man, it kind of makes me mad. I don't remember the name of the venue, but I think I was like twenty. Might have been nineteen, I don't remember. But I had called Dustin Vale up and Cross Canadian Ragweed was his favorite band and he had introduced me to him and that was like my first taste of the red dirt and there was an the opportunity to see him in Starbowl and I just saw it that day and I was like caught him when I got off for it like, dude let's go. And uh so we went. But like I, I don't remember what caused the bad time. It might have been trying to get in the man. It was like it was like policemen everywhere and it was like I want to say back during that time it was probably a strong possibility that we were riding dirty, so I mean that it was probably a lot of nerves about that. But I remember the experience; it didn't go as planned. We got there late because of all that. So anyway, back to the show. I caught them there, and
3: like I wasn't gonna lie to you, it's like I prefer just listening to them on the album Mm
1: -hmm.
3: personally. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't that impressed live, like. I guess I compared it to Bowling because there was just two big influences, you know, that that got me into the genre. And and Bowling, I don't know. It, it may have just been maybe we saw two off nights, you know. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. You, you can't see, because I mean, I've
1: heard live recordings of him at the Rowdy Dog, and it was great. Yeah,
3: and like Billy Bob's, and yeah. I mean, they and Bowling same way. I mean, they're. I'd love to see them in their element, especially yeah. like in yeah Texas. in Texas, yeah, where they yeah where they belong, yeah. Where I feel like I probably belong. (laughs) Right, yeah. Because most of the artists I listen to are from Oklahoma or Texas, it seems like. Yeah.
1: But, yeah, that was the thing about, like, seeing them was we were elbow to elbow, and I I didn't think they would have that crowd, which I don't know the capacity of this place, but I'm telling you, you couldn't fit any more people in there. And they played the songs I wanted to hear, but when we walked out that night, I remember just thinking, I was like, I'm glad I've done it. Yeah. But um, I would have been
3: just as well not to. That's, yeah, that's, I'll tell you, another band that had that same effect on me was uh, Blackberry Smoke. Uh, really? Southern rock band. Like, first time I saw them, we saw them in Brilliant, Alabama, at Coal Fest. What? Shout out to Coal Fest. You're doing, the, Y'all doing a the thing. They got, man, I've seen Steel Drivers. This was Post Chris Stapleton, of course. I was about to say, I was like, no, 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 no. I was about to say, no, that, you that, was, that that where Rainbows happy. never rainbows <laughs> Yeah, that would have been epic. <laughs> it was. Uh, I think Gary Nichols was the singer then. He's not even the singer no more. Yeah, that that place does doing big things. This was like 2010, 11, and, uh, and something this is brilliant. And this is brilliant, Alabama people. <laughs> the power they had to do deal, some deal with the power, so they said, well, we're just going to play an acoustic set, man. Oh, I bet that was um... bold. Because after that, it just never was the same. Yeah. Saw so him in Starkville at Rick's, and it was, you know, fair. Saw so in Iron City, it was better. And Steelwoods opened up for him then, uh-huh. and that was – and I had only heard like three songs by Steelwoods. I think that's all they had on Apple yeah. or Music or iTunes or whatever. And I was like, I really like this band. Definitely want to check them out. And they blew me away. Oh, I tell you they covered Whipping Posts. Steelwoods did. And it was amazing and I said, I hope they put that on the album and lo and behold they did. the new album. It's very cover heavy but I definitely recommend it. It's called Old News. Good there, album. There you go. As far as like seeing bands repetitively and like
1: I've had really good experiences. I've seen Band of Horses I think three times. And I've seen Chevelle three times. And I've seen I've seen other bands multiple times but those bands the most. Mm-hmm. And each time they got better. And I think that's a blessing. And, like, one thing I'll say about, like, Chevelle is
3: three dudes out there rocking it. Brothers. It's amazing. (laughs) I seen them the first time. I said, this sounds so good. Just be three guys. It's better than the album. Yeah. They're good live. Saw them one time. Huntsville, Alabama. They're
1: always at Memphis and May when I go. And I hope they're there the next time (laughs) I go. It's like every time I go to Memphis and May, Chevelle is there. And I was like, I hope this never stops. (laughs) Yeah. But, like, this last time I saw him, they had done started doing this, like, really crafty thing with the red. So lay
2: down. Mm-hmm.
1: When they got to that part, when you go to singing with them, so he'll stop. And he'll go ahead and let you say lay, and he'll come in behind you, and it'll just,
3: it ah. punches. And, like, like they had the, yeah.
1: you know, and then the mosh pit gets going.
3: Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I like Saville, man. Yeah, like most artists, you know, let you just sing it all the way through. I like that though; that'd be pretty yeah. cool. Just come in at you like, oh crap! Yeah, like, <laughs> singing back. Did, to we, did we get ahead? No, <laughs> yeah. you're just singing
1: back to us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it was, it was, it was incredible, man. Well, all right, guys, we are uh, we're about to start landing the plane, and we just wanted to give you some albums and artists that'll save country music for you. And what's crazy is like the more I think about country music is, I think it's like rock. It's like there are so many diverse genres, and so a lot of these guys are going to fall more into the Americana, which is a genre in and of itself, but it's also Red Dirt, Outlaw, but it's nothing that's going to be played on your radio pretty much with the exception of like maybe Eric Church. I would say that he was somebody worth shouting out.
3: Definitely. Definitely. Probably talking about somebody you've seen a lot, seen that cat a lot. you so seen I'm, Eric Church a lot? A lot. So I'm in a Birmingham parking lot off that first album. He was doing like a promo for like CMT or Nashville, you know, something. How did you find out about that? My buddy Will, man. <laughs> That's all I can tell you. He, He's like, hey, he, he Eric up. Church going to be playing in a parking lot tonight. You I don't go? even know if we graduated high school yet when we went there. Yeah. And saw him at uh, when, now it's Druid City Music Hall in Tuscaloosa. We yeah. used to be Jupiter. I guess we saw him there twice. Then, you know, got bigger. Birmingham. Saw him at Auburn one time at the rodeo. I mean, but probably six times, I guess. Wow. Yeah you've seen him a lot oh yeah he's one, He's definitely my favorite mainstream guy and i seen on Facebook too after they Reno you know, Rilland Stone did an interview with him uh, a while back before the new album come out um, and he was supposed to be about talking about the album but it, you know of course it gets on politics of course and, especially you know, in the this. days
1: that we live in right now
3: yeah and of course he speaks his mind and all this and, and I and I, I like I read the whole thing, and then the next day it's like, you know, these I don't know if it was CNN or who it was. People but, jumping down his yeah, throat. just saying, Eric Church wants to ban guns. It's like, no. Nah. Yeah, they
1: were taken after the Las Vegas shooting. Yeah, yeah. He, he, Is that the reason why he got invited to Rolling
3: Stone, you think? Probably, because he was a headliner one of them nights. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it was him and Jason Al and Aldine, I think. I think Aldine was on when it happened. Yeah. And I think Eric come on like two nights before. You know, he was done gone. You know, I like like the story that came out of that was um,
1: there was this couple that he had met or something of that nature, and they were supposed to be at that show, but they got shot that night. And they were also supposed to be at a show at Nashville. Mm -hmm. And he had met them somehow before the show or something. And when he went to Nashville to see, he looked out in the crowd, and, you know, they told him, it was like, we're going to be front row. Mm-hmm. and those seats
3: were empty and he knew what had happened. Oh yeah. Yeah, man, it's rough and I like talking about the the Rolling Stone thing, just people jumping to conclusions, not reading it, not, you know, just seeing the headline and running with it like yeah. I'll never listen to him again. I mean whatever. Oh, I remember when all that came out, dude, yeah. I remember I was like, Why
2: are, y- why are y'all jumping down his whatever.
3: throat? Maybe y'all will where I can go see him back in parking lots. Again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a lot cheaper on you, me Yeah, anyway. it'd be a lot better on me if y'all y'all stop. Yeah, yeah. stop. <laughs> man, he's good, man. But yeah, I guess I'd say like other albums, notable albums, especially just recently, like from last year. Oh man, there's uh this guy Red Red Shahan. Never heard of him. It's called Culberson County. It's um uh, that's the name of the album. He's from out in Texas, I guess, but I read something about the that counties it's like the size of uh, like just that county is like one of the smaller states east, like Rhode Island or something. Mm-hmm. But there's only like six thousand people in it. It's just, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just, nobody. It's nothing. Yeah. And uh, yeah. It, it's a it's a very cool album. You, you get that vibe yeah. from it. And uh, big space, No people. Yeah. And uh, like there's one line in in one of the songs. He says, "Let's keep the lonely places." lonely as long as we can I just I mean I just love stuff like that yeah there's something about it yeah I mean we we talked about uh,
1: Randy Rogers earlier I remember back when when country music was first getting revitalized to me it was cross Canadian ragweed and hearing Cody Canada's story about going to Nashville and how they were wanting to change the sound and the way they looked and he said no I'll go back to Texas and then through that I found Randy Rogers and I started getting it in off into, you know, what we call this red dirt.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's kind of Southern rock. It's got a Southern rock vibe and
2: it's,
3: it's nitty gritty. Yeah. But anyway, man. Uh, oh, and another artist, uh, Cody Johnson is kind of doing the, I guess you could say following the cross Canadian path or he signed to a big label in Nashville. hmm But they're giving him like full control almost. So it's, new album's pretty good. It's, I would say it's some of it's pretty radio friendly, but I mean he's he's never been one of my favorites. A little too lovey dovey, you know. But yeah, but I mean it, it's still pretty good. It's, it's cool to see him. I think he had the number one album, uh, country album last week when it came out on the twenty fifth. So I mean that's pretty cool. Yeah, definitely from somebody who don't have any radio or yeah or music video, and that's kind of
1: the right same there. thing. With like Margot Price, it's like yeah. I, I was amazed that she got nominated for a Grammy because like when I asked people about Margot, no one knows. No, I was like, how did she get here? <laughs> yeah, if nobody knows,
3: yeah, I, yeah exactly. Got, uh, who knows? Where do I need to go? It's like Tyler Childers, man. I get I and Sturgill. <laughs> I mean, they, these guys are people. They're listening, I mean, at least they know who probably Sturgill Simpson is. They've heard of him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, he's broke some ground by just doing it his way, and yeah, it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Like, Childers, I, I keep up with, like, when he's coming around because I've only seen him once, mm-hmm. and I want to see him way more than that. <laughs> and every show's like sold out, sold out, sold out. It's like I want to you boot, you Book keep... him at bigger venues. Yeah. No, that's how, I mean, that's all you can do. Yeah. And with this day and age, too, I mean, an artist like that in the 90s wouldn't have made it because we didn't have the the internet, the YouTubes, and it you know. Yeah. It makes a difference, I think. Yeah, that that was something I was going to ask you is, like,
1: while we're talking about these albums and just music in general and been lucky enough to have Soren Bryce and Sam Lewis and, and a lot of these upcoming artists is, like, what do you make of, just as a as a huge fan of music, what do you make of this world that we live in now to where it's a lot easier to be independent? Because right here with everything that you see that I'm doing, with the microphone and this interface and this laptop, me and you could write a country song right now. I could record it. I could upload it to iTunes,
3: and we could sell it. I, not
1: saying that it would sell.
3: yeah. But you see what I'm saying? Oh man! But as far as there, that goes, I love I love that that it's just it's available to everybody now. I mean, I mean you can you can get it. These guys that didn't have a chance or wouldn't have had a chance twenty you know years ago or thirty years ago. I mean, you you can do it. I mean, if you if you got it, yeah, Nashville can overlook you, but you still gonna make it one way or another. Right, if you got it. Right. I That's mean, what's you, great about yeah? About you could you could be a YouTube star. You could be just
1: like an iTunes champion, mm-hmm. or I mean, however you want to put it is like there's there's so much out here now since the internet has come so far for musicians and other freelancers of that nature is like you don't need
3: someone to look at you anymore if you believe in yourself and if you got a group of people behind you. Yeah, like uh, I think <laughs> Sturgill's people, he he had a real good group and it showed. I mean, yeah, they put him on and. Childers is the same way. Uh, I think, uh, well, Sturge will produce that album, the Childers album. That's so wild he, that so, he went and arrived with them and played lead. Right? Yeah. And and so, I mean, he's got those connects now. They're Kentucky boys, so. Yeah. And that, that's another scene that's coming along. You got them two in Stapleton. You know, he's, he's above and beyond, but. Yeah. And then there's more artists coming out of Kentucky now. They've kind of, They've kind of laid the foundation yeah. down for and them. that's the thing is like just
1: locally here in Alabama with the Alabama Shakes and um, I'm also really proud of uh, St. Paul and the Broken Bones yep with uh, just Alabama sound that's getting out and there's more and I mean you got I mean
3: Isbell he's king yeah. of Americana yeah. I mean right he's... down the road from yeah. us you know that, that's that's amazing yeah somebody like that yeah I mean drive-by
1: truckers they're from the, the Florence most yeah. sure yeah. I mean there's so much coming from Alabama and I think like with the advent of the internet and, like, being able to get your music out, it's helped. Oh, yeah. It is. And I don't think I'd have a lot of the artists and a lot of the music that I'm listening to now without it. No. For
3: sure. And I, I can't do a, a a country podcast without mentioning Jamie Johnson since we're on Alabama. Oh. I mean, he's uh, – I think he's from Enterprise. But that guy, he – like, when Eric Church – you know, we started finding him out, and then Jamie. I was like, man, these guys are amazing. And then he's from Alabama. It's like that's that's so cool. Yeah. And Jamie needs to do something because it's been like six years yeah since he put an album out. On what's going on? Well, I do know what's going on, but he needs to come <laughs> on with it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> missing him. Yeah, I, come on back, brother. Some more notable albums, I would say, for they come out last year. Old Crow Medicine Show. Okay, a lot but, of folks, you might remember them from uh, Wagon Wheel. Yeah, yes. Uh, Volunteers, the name of it, and I never listened to them much, but I've, but you know, besides Wagon Wheel and yeah. a few other songs, but that one I've really enjoyed it's it. It's a burner. Shotgun Rider, uh, Texas Duo. I do know them. Very good. Got a. I mean, I don't see how. Kind of like Randy Rogers. I never understood why he was wasn't on the radio. The songs were radio friendly to me. Yeah. And this this group's kind of the same. They dude sounds a lot like Gary Allen. But uh that's a great album. Uh they've only got one. Uh Chris Hennessy, his album is uh called Ramble. He was in Jamie Johnson's band. Okay play guitar. And okay. Does his own thing and Jamie's actually featured on one of the songs. Something about rainbows. <laughs> Other side of the rainbow, or something, okay. but it very good album. Yeah, yeah it covers up a Foo Fighters song, Chris Hennessy does, uh, Learn to Fly. It's oh, just, it's stripped down, kind of acoustic. It, it's incredible. I bet it is. I, I hear the lyrics, I'm like, I know this. Yeah, like what is it? Uh, and then you, when he you gets in the chorus, you know, Tim Culpepper, a guy who is looked like he's Tracy Lawrence and um, <laughs> Alan Jackson's stepbrother. I mean. He's an older guy, probably just from late forties. A guy who's who's been around for a little while, but had never really just you know popped through. I mm-hmm. the, the album's called DUI. <laughs> what a name, right? Yeah, yeah. here you go.
1: <laughs> this is what this will get you. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah, very good ninety sound. The new Lucero album, I love it. Among the Ghost, uh, dude, I I I'm so impressed with that. That's what like I don't I don't know Lucero.
1: I remember Drink 2 We're Gone and. Uh, Tears Don't Matter Much and like as they began to like progress every album My Best Girl My Best Girl and then like they progress 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 Mm -hmm. it's like it's not the it's
3: almost like like, this is a different band Mm -hmm. I know man they've changed I I love them though yeah I love they're from Memphis I mean yeah Jason Eady is another guy I never noticed it I let a guy from work here you know try to turn him on to him uh huh he said, "Man, he's got kind of. He reminds me of Alan Jackson." I said, well, "I never really heard that, but yeah, I, I can kind of see that. Great songwriter. It's been around a while." I'd say my album of last year, the best album that come out in Here country. Here we go, Mike it's... and the Moon Pies. Mike and the Moon Pies. Steak night at Prairie Rose. Steak what? night at Prairie Road. Rose. 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 Yes. Probably the best album come out last year, in my opinion. Uh, it's very, very twangy, uh, kind of like a. I, I wouldn't compare his vocals to anybody, but I would say the sound is like a like a Dwight Yoakam sound. Okay. Kind of real honky tonk. Mm-hmm. And but then he'll break out a little ballad on you, and you're like, man, where they come from? This is really good, like really good. Mm-hmm. But and I would say, let's see, for this year. 2019. It's already been a strong year for good country grief, music. man!
1: We, we have we have only been in this year for a month, and so
3: many banging albums has already come out. This, this is why I'm here to let you guys know. Because that's I mean, right, we're here to save country music. It, it, it's crazy how 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 much good country is out there. I mean, we got. Uh, I guess the first album I got was a mainstream artist, Randy Houser. Uh, yeah, Magnolia. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a Mississippi boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, very good comeback. He tried the whole. I ain't gonna say bro country thing with the last album, but it failed miserably. Whatever he was trying to do, kind of like R and B, it just it wasn't it, happening It wasn't there yet. This yeah. is back to the roots, you know? yeah. And then Steel Woods, we talked about them. We you did. Know? And uh, Flatland Calvary, has got a got a good album out. They're they're a Texas band. They're on their second album. That's it's called Homeland Insecurity. All right, there <laughs> you go. Cody Johnson,
1: mm-hmm. brought him up.
3: And this new guy that I saw on uh, the Saving Country Music blog the other day, uh, Joshua Ray Walker, very good album, pretty big guy. He, uh, I don't want to compare him to like John Moreland. You ever heard of him? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but man. John Moreland has out. a song. Man, let's see if I can think of the name of it. I just remember that album title. I loved it so much. It was called High on Tulsa
1: Heat. That's the one. That's the album I was going (laughs) to bring up. And it was, uh, the the song, my favorite song off that album was, uh, I Dreamt I'd Take You With Me, And You Said That
3: You'd Forgive Me. Um, You Don't Care Enough For Me To Cry. That's the name of that. Okay. I like that. I'll check that out. I've never got into him much. Yeah. That's that's
1: probably my favorite song off that High on Tulsa Heat.
3: That's, um, I'll tell you another one too A good album that came out This came out last year J.P. Harris He's uh, I think he's from I want to say he's from like Florida or something I think the country music thing You know kind of I ain't going to say it overwhelmed him But you know it wasn't helping his pocketbook mm-hmm. So he like hangs drywall does, You know works on houses and stuff Yeah On the side and he come back I guess out of retirement <laughs> for four years And dropped a a great, banger, uh, yeah, a, a banger. I don't, even, I don't. Even, I have to look to see what the album's called. Sometimes dogs bark at night. <laughs> it's the name of the album that came from hanging drywall, folks. <laughs> yeah, sometimes yeah. Them dogs bark at night. Also, a great song off that album. Sometimes dogs bark at night. Good stuff. And guys, by
1: tomorrow night it'll be, it'll be here yesterday or the day before yesterday. By the time you hear this episode, but tomorrow night. We're going to hear Pony Bradshaw at the Sunstroke House. And
3: are <laughs> like, who? yeah.
1: Who? <laughs> Who's who, that who, guy? Who? all right, so he's got two really hot hits that's coming off in the album that's not released yet. One's called Ten by Ten, the other one is called Didn't It Rain. Pony Bradshaw is great.
3: He and, is great. He um I'll tell you my little story. How I the only reason I know who this is because when I found out about this place, the Sunstroke House, yeah, and I from Alan, I I looked it up and said, well, I'll see who's you know, yeah, see if, maybe I might know somebody. I I was like Pony Bradshaw, <laughs> yeah, I'm there, yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's awesome. He uh, I went to me and my buddy Flippo and his wife. We went to Saturn. In Birmingham, that's a cool venue. Mm-hmm. I miss
1: Tuscaloosa having Jupiter. I always thought that was that One was Jupiter, and another one was yeah. Saturn. Yeah, thought
3: yeah. Thought that was cool. Well, anyway, I'm sorry. But uh, <laughs> yeah, they uh, we've seen uh, it was Susto or Susto. I, I always I can't remember how how you say S U S T O. Yeah, and they are they are really cool band too. Uh, they're not really country at all. I would say they're more like I guess uh, just alternative is what mm-hmm. I call it. But uh, saw who the opener was, you know, one of them where you – oh, okay, don't mm-hmm. know who that is. Yeah. All right. We'll just listen. Yeah, so we get there, and uh, we get there a little early. It's a Sunday. It's a Sunday night yeah. show, so it's not very crowded. Yeah. And I'm standing at the bar, and this guy walks up, and he gets, like, a, a water or something, and I, I, I want to say – I said something to him. I think I did. I, I was like, hey, man, what's going on? He said, how much, man? You ever, kind of like you ever heard of this band or this opening band? And I was like, no, I ain't never heard of them. He got it. He's like, well, maybe maybe you'll like it. And then he just kind of walks off and he goes right to the front of the stage and <laughs> straps on a <the> guitar. <laughs> it and was phony. Blows my mind. It was for, phony. For 29 minutes or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, it was phony. It was,
1: yeah, he's sitting there at the bar and man. next say, you know, Pony walked up to get a water, and boom, Best walks op-
3: up on stage. Best opener I've ever seen. It, it, it was great, man. I, I mean, I didn't know a song. You know, I had never heard of a, a song by him. And I just his his voice is it, that's the, haunting the, almost. I mean, it kind of haunts you a little bit. That,
1: that's the one thing I'll say is, like, when, when I was getting ready for the show and, like, he's he's been to the Sunstroke before. And, like, talking to people who were there the first time, they were like, oh, it's unforgettable. Oh yeah. And then like watching his uh YouTube videos and just getting familiar with Pony and getting ready for the show. I would it's exactly like that. It's almost honing. It's something that sticks with you. It's like when I hear ten by ten. Yeah. It's, like it, it's in all of his songs, like didn't it rain? And like uh White Noise. White Noise. Yeah.
3: Man, that, that guy's I mean, It's like, the first When listen. I when
1: I get done hearing the song, I just immediately want to hear it again almost. Yeah. He's yeah. he's so catchy it seems mm-hmm. like. You want to hear what you missed.
3: Yeah. But, I mean, he's good. I remember, and we saw Sesto, and it was, I mean, it was great. They—that That's another great band. And uh, they got a new album coming out next month. Or it'll be really good. And uh, we was leaving, and first thing me and buddy was talking about, I was like, how about that opener? Yeah, right. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. Sesto was, you know, Did great. You talk, we didn't want to talk about the main event but right now. It may have been the best opener I've ever seen. I mean, it was, it was the real deal.
1: No doubt. Man. Well, hey, brother. Kobe, it's been another episode of Port Salt. Thank you so much for sitting in with me and uh, helping this crisis of saving country
3: music. Man, I, I just hope we can turn somebody on to some, some good country. Yeah. It's, I'm so sick of people being okay with what's on the radio. I know, man. And people that aren't okay with it that, that don't know, you know. They'll appreciate the, it. There's, there's some good stuff out there, man.
1: Yeah. There really is. You, you got to dig. Anyway, we're getting out of here. Peace out. Stay ya. All right, news and notes. So One episode won't really do it. There was a lot of bands that we left out, and we were kind of talking about it after we had finished. I like, oh, I meant to bring this up. So there'll be a part two and three and four and five, and maybe there'll be a continuation of things. We'll see. I surely hope so. But anyway, um, kind of talking about Pony's music, I don't want to leave it with honing. and I don't know what kind of connotation that, brings but the lyrics are really good it's really good songwriting in it it leaves you you you're thinking about a lot of different things and like interpretation is everything and um, I've heard a lot of different interpretation and I, I think that's that's like a sign of like a someone who's really good with his words uh, so and the guitar work is great too so you get a chance Need to go see Pony Bradshaw. Well, alright, we're gonna end it with a band that we failed to mention. This is um, Whiskey Myers.
2: And the night is my prescription. She's my home Got me seeking for one last beacon Every single place I roam They say Jesus, he was a poor man Wish you had a little more him and me make it easy to go on living in heartache, misery, in the sweet, sweet heart. Of gonna break again a million times? Or is this too far gone? Or have you turned to stone? Yes, I got my bottle I stay on it all the time And it keeps me smiling and singing Helps me fall asleep a little bit better at night They say that life is like a dagger Backstage is full of parasites They'll love and drain you of everything that you want Just to feel better about their life Sweet sweet man go and break again a million times or is this too far gone or have you turned to stone and sweet sweet love of mine? I'm gonna break again a million times, or is this too far gone? Or have you turned the stone? All
1: right, and one last thing, guys. Uh, We've been talking about the music a lot, like with covers and like should we continue to do covers or just do original music or uh, and we have been lucky enough to have great artists on to perform their music and talk about their music and um, we've had a lot of great times here on Ports Talk and so like the covers and things that's kind of a part of it it's like we're just kind of hanging out and talking we got a instrument handy and we're just going to play a jam real quick and kind of give you an idea of what we're talking about but it'd be cool if we could play the record right? So we've been reaching out to folks trying to make that happen to where maybe it won't be just a cover anymore. We could play the the record. So guys, uh thank y'all for continuing to ride this roller coaster reports talk. Glad y'all are enjoying it. Peace out.